0: Flight you're clear for takeoff. Just like a flight plan, you have to know where you're going and how you will get there when you plan for retirement. Let Ryan Fleming help you chart out a course for your retirement with his intimate knowledge of financial planning and the airline industry. It's time for the Pilot's Advisor. Welcome to another edition of The Pilot's Advisor. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Ryan Fleming, Financial Advisor at Fleming Financial Group, serving you worldwide with an office in Georgia currently. But uh, really, your office is everywhere, Ryan. You're all over the place. Anywhere you and somebody can get together and have a chat becomes your office, which is pretty cool. Uh, You can find us online by going to FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. Ryan, you ready for another great show today?
1: Kind of ready, Walter. Uh, Today was the first day of kids going back to school, and I got to tell you, that 6 a.m. wake-up call, I was not ready for, and getting the kids' lunches made and getting them off to school. I'm I'm struggling this morning.
0: (laughs) Well, I think the conversation will be sharp and good on today's show, so it'll keep you engaged as we go through. We're going to see if we can invest like billionaires on the program today. Now, most billionaires, they aren't shy about doling out advice, quipping about what makes them successful, or trying to inspire others to be like them. I mean you
1: oh my God, they sound like pilots.
0: <laughs> you got a little pilot dig there, very nice. I don't think you can go a day, Ryan, without hearing a comment from, you know, I don't know, Jeff Bezos or um, the you know Tesla guy, uh, oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Who am I trying to say? Elon Musk. Uh, Elon Musk saying something, Mark Cuban, all of these guys, you know, they say something, it's in the news, it's a big deal. I don't think you can go a day without hearing some, one of them say something that gets picked apart and dissected and, and you know, worshipped by some and then, you know, torn apart by others. But it's interesting because billionaires are, let's admit it, Ryan, they are on a different plane, a different universe when it comes to financial status. I mean, when you really try to wrap your brain around somebody who's worth billions of dollars— even if you've been very successful in your life, you're going to be considered very normal compared to a billionaire standing next to you. So my thought and idea for the show today is can we really take what they say, since they're giving out all this advice and talking about things, and apply it to our normal situations no matter how successful we've been. It's likely not comparing to you know the success of a billionaire. So I think this one will be a good conversation. So I've brought together some quotes from uh, famous billionaires and want to throw them out at you on today's show and say, can we apply this to our own financial lives? The first one comes to us from Chris, I think it's Saka, 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 uh, tech investor. He's been on Shark Tank before. He's the, he was the backer of Twitter, Uber, and other tech companies early in their days. And so he's have, not
1: one of the ones on Shark Tank, right?
0: He's not a regular on Shark okay. Tank, but okay. He, okay. he fills in from time to time. Anyway, if you have any children listening to the show, cover their ears for a moment. He said, be a cheap bastard, was his (laughs) advice. Be a cheap bastard. Now, for a little bit of context, uh, the quote was in USA Today. It was mostly directed at younger entrepreneurs to convey a message of pinching pennies early in life so it can have a bigger payoff later. But I have a a feeling we can take some retirement guidance from that mentality, right?
1: I actually think it's great advice. I mean... You know, I, I feel like that hits uh, very close to home for me because I, I feel like that was something I was trying to teach, you know, a lot of uh, young lieutenants when we were in our 20s is, you know, you don't want to be known as a cheap bastard. But of course, you know, if you could be a little bit, you know, frivolous and, and, and penny pinching, it's going to create a much different situation for you later in your life.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good a good point. You know, kind of avoiding that big spending. You know, wait till those savings build up later in life. Um, what What are some tangible ways that you see this kind of work itself out for people? You know, into that retirement years. Does it come to like buying a home in retirement? You don't want to buy too much house, that kind of thing.
1: Well, I think that I think that that could be a case. You could use that quote towards you know not. You know, I think downsizing is actually kind of being a little bit more on the on the cheap side per se of what you m- might be able to afford. But, it, but it's really just having a focus of not, get, you know, not spending more than you should.
0: There are areas in your life where you may need to sacrifice a little bit so that you can prosper in another area in your retirement life. Um, so look for those opportunities. So you don't have to be a, as uh, again, uh, Chris put it, a cheap bastard your whole life. But maybe there are certain elements of your life where that is a good thing, so that it unlocks other things in the future. We're kind of like this about cars. I, I, this is my mentality about cars. I like. I have no desire to drive like a really. You know, awesome car. They just don't interest me all that much. So I feel like that's where I'm very cheap when it comes to cars because I know there are other things where I probably have much more expensive tastes on, and, you know, travel or uh, eating is more important to me. So I scrimp in the car area and don't splurge over there so that I can, you know, maybe spend a little bit more on the other side. So.
1: yeah And since you pushed push the conversation a little bit to like in retirement, I think uh, that's something to think about, and a, a, a quote that I would say is, "Don't try to keep up with the Joneses, because you see that a lot where people are doing a lot of unnecessary spending, yeah. trying to keep up with their neighbors next door, who, you know, may not be in a very good financial situation themselves. But you know, in retirement, you are on a fixed income, so much like you're saying with the car is, you know uh, you spend your money on those things that are a little bit more important to you." and not try to keep up with what everyone else is doing.
0: Always great advice, for sure. All right, let's get to a, uh, another quote here. This one is from the founder of Hint, Inc., which you've probably at the grocery store seen those bottles on the shelf before, like fruit-infused water bottle, and it says the word Hint on the front of it. Well, the founder of Hint said, Treat your money like you could lose it all tomorrow. Kind of an interesting one. Uh, Kara Golden, by the way, is the one who said this, the uh, owner of this company. Treat your money like you could lose it all tomorrow. Might be good advice for young people, but it sounds like a pretty stressful way to live in retirement to me.
1: Well, I can take some positive and negative about that. And it's funny that you bring up Hint, because my daughter just got to taste it for the first time. We were in Colorado skiing, and one of the the people that we were around had a um, a case of Hint water, and so she got to taste it, and so um, and she liked it. And of course, if I'm sitting here going to the grocery store the other day, and I asked her if there's anything she wanted, and she wanted to see if I could get her some Hint. So here's going to be here on the Hint
0: kick for a while,
1: huh? Yeah. So here it is coming back to me. So, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I agree that it would be a very stressful way to to live, but. I recently had a conversation with a pilot about this while we were flying from Hawaii back to the mainland. And, and what it was is we, we tend to plan our retirement for what should happen, meaning like, okay, so here I am, let's say you're in your 50 and you, you plan to work to 60 or 65, and then you'll have this pension or that pension when, you know, you kind of do have to live a little bit like that could not happen. I mean, especially in the pilot career field, I mean, you could get you know, hit in the eye, and next thing you know, you're never going to fly an airplane ever again. And that drastically changes what your retirement picture is going to look like. So, you know, being a little bit risk adverse is something that you need to to take into account.
0: Never thought about it in that uh, that context, but you might be exactly right. That is an interesting mentality to have, not necessarily a bad thing. So that's a good one to uh, kind of ponder in the back of the mind. It seems like you took some positive and negative out of that one.
1: I do what I can, Walter. I do what I can. I just try to keep up with you.
0: You do a good job. I appreciate that. Have you ever wanted to learn more about the academic approach to investing and saving and planning for retirement that Ryan talks about here on the Pilots Advisor? Well, if so, go visit PilotsAdvisor.com. PilotsAdvisor.com. You can watch a quick webinar on the academic approach to investing. It'll show you how not to speculate and gamble with your money. It's all based on Nobel Prize winning research. Well, it only takes about 10 minutes to get through the video and watch it. It's going to be worth your time. I promise you. Go check it out right now. PilotsAdvisor.com. It's a webinar that covers that academic approach to investing. PilotsAdvisor.com. All right, back to the show. All right, here's another one for you. This one comes to us from Josh Harris, a guy who uh, works in the marketing world and teaches other entrepreneurs and marketers how to help other people build businesses, all that kind of stuff. Now, again, this advice was directed at entrepreneurs, but I thought it was good to include. He said, plan how you're going to spend your fortune. Plan how you're going to spend your fortune. The idea being that you know if you say you want to make $20,000 without a reason for wanting to make it, You'll never actually achieve it. You have to have some purpose behind your dollars is his mentality. i got to think there's a lot of parallels to the financial world there for you.
1: Well, for sure. I mean, you just saying that, it makes me think of you got to have a why. I mean, what, what do you, you know, you can make $20,000 a month, but if you don't have a why for it, it doesn't really mean anything. But planning is always a good thing. I mean, I, my wife is much more of a planner than, than I am. And it really bugs me when we go on vacation because she wants to plan every little detail. And I kind of want to wake up and go, huh, what do I feel like today? You know, what, what do you want to do? And, but, that, but that doesn't work with planning for retirement or spending in retirement because you really do have to have a plan at all times um, or you might run out of money.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. I'm curious how much of the planning process with your clients really does revolve around that why and that, and that what to do in retirement compared to the financial side.
1: Well, I'm amazed, Walter, how many people don't know what their retirement's going to look like. I feel like that's a question where they really get stumped. I go, well, you know, let's let's imagine your retirement, you know, tomorrow. Say you you just retired. What does that look like? You know, what are you going to be doing day to day? Where do you want to live? You know, what kind of house are you going to have? And I'm amazed at how many people do not have the retirement picture. And if you don't have a picture of what you're going to do, it's pretty hard to, to plan for it.
0: That's a great point. Got to have the vision. Got to have the picture. All right. This next quote came to us from Reed Hoffman, LinkedIn co-founder, COO of PayPal. And he said simply, have a lifeboat. Have a lifeboat. His argument is that you can't just have a plan B, but it needs to go all the way to plan Z, a true safety net. And his argument is because without it, you won't take the risks that you need to grow. Again, more business advice, but I think it translates very nicely to the retirement planning world.
1: Well, it, make, it makes me think of uh, life insurance, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, and I think that that's... Um, yeah, your,
0: your your emergency fund is your plan B, and so then life insurance would be like the plan Z, the thing you hope you never get to, but it's there, Right.
1: Well, exactly. And we have a lot of, you know, employee-sponsored life insurance, you know, while you're working. But what happens the day that you retire and then you don't maybe have a life insurance plan that's there? Um, And if you're not set up, I mean, insurance they even talk about is the what if, you know, planning for the what if. So it makes me think of life insurance. I think the quote in there talks about that without it, you won't take the risks you need to grow. You know, that's kind of interesting because, you know, most people that are very, very successful take a lot of risks, but it's kind of like driving too, where you have to have an out at all times. I remember my grandfather, he was a uh, retired Ohio highway patrolman, a a state trooper. And when I was young, we would be driving around town, and not only would he recognize every single license plate that was around us, and if, if there was one that was out of state, he noticed it. He was always talking about you know using his mirrors and having an out so that when something happened in front of you, you already had a plan of attack of how you're going to avoid it, and I don't think many of us plan or think that way in our financial lives.
0: that's a fantastic comparison i'm uh I'm in that habit too of constantly looking in the side mirrors, so I know if I need to swerve, should I swerve left or right? Where is my clearance, and always trying to you know keep those opportunities in place. But having that then gives me much more comfort in driving. So I'm not nervous when people start, you know, checking up the brakes in front of me or someone swerves in front of me. I instantly know what to do, where to go, how to react. It just makes me much more comfortable to then maneuver and operate. Boy, same thing in the financial world, right? If you've got that safety net of a solid emergency fund and a, uh, you know, life insurance in place and some of these other plan, you know, BCD kind of things, then with your other funds, you're able to take a little bit more of that risk not just for risk's sake but you know with risk comes reward and so it's just more opportunity that you can then explore and go into confidently and i just think that's that's invaluable
1: well for for sure and i think that uh, you know us doing this show for over the years i think we're both a little bit fiscally conservative that we uh, are conservative with our finances but it it creates a lot of security in case things don't go your way that you have the backup plan and something that i can think of is you know, you go to get financing for something and, and suddenly, for whatever reason, you might not be able to get the financing for what you really, really want. Well, if you have some cash on hand, you might be able to just go ahead and say, yeah, I still want to get that, you know, and and that that's something that's happened to me in the past and and it was because we had a too high of a debt to income ratio not because we had tons and tons of debt but you know being a real estate investor you know when you start looking at all the mortgages we had a lot of debt and it was back after the 2008 crisis and they were really really scared about uh lending at that point in time that's when you know after after they Went from giving anybody any amount of money without checking on anything. It yeah, reverted reverted back to no, nobody could know, get anything. <laughs> exactly, and so I was laughing. It, it actually came down to us buying our uh, plot of land on a lake where we want to retire, and I couldn't get financing for this lot. And I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" You know, because we had we had enough money in the bank to just buy it. You know, so we couldn't get financing. But because of our being you know fiscally responsible for all the years prior. We still really wanted that lot, and we ended up having to pay cash for it to get it. But we wow. did, and I was just—I was thankful that that we had, you know, been fiscally responsible uh, early on, um, so we could. We had that lifeboat, so we still got the lot we wanted.
0: It's a great lesson and a great example, also a great illustration of just how crafty I've been over the years to trick you into thinking. That uh, I'm, I'm, you know, fiscally conservative and uh, you know pretty relaxed. You have, you've had no idea, no inclination all these years that I actually host this show out of a, a back room of a Las Vegas casino. And you know, as soon as we're done with the show, I pop in there every, each and every time.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Number one, because I know where you live. <laughs> but, but you know, it, it, it brings up a good point. We had that conversation earlier about you know people that run businesses and they and they. Or just have wild wild spending versus keeping their overhead low i mean your overhead yeah. it actually has a direct result on your on your profitability absolutely
0: you know it goes goes hand in hand lots of really good lessons from you know running a business and maintaining a business to prepping for retirement, I think as we're seeing through some of these quotes from these billionaires, there's uh, a lot of overlap in the mentality and what leads to success. And uh, there's another lesson I'm sure embedded in that.
1: Well, All right, well go ahead. I just want to throw one other thing in there. Is you know, well, you know, pilots out there listening right now, they'd be like, "Well, I don't, I don't run a business. I don't have a business." And I would argue that point because it makes me think of that pilot out there that has such a huge nut to crack every month because he has this huge house. He has seven cars and your life is actually a business. The way you, the way your budget is in your day to day life is your business and you need to think of it that way and think about how, how can I cut the overhead and and, and so I don't have so much pressure on me every single month just to, just to pay the bills. And I think that you, as soon as you bring up budget to a lot of people, they're like, what? I don't want to talk about budget. Because then it, it forces you to kind of look at how you're running your business, how you're living your life.
0: Yeah, that's too hard. Nobody wants to do that. It hurts. It hurts, Walter. It hurts. It's, it's like that intermittent fasting. And nobody wants, oh, it's, it's oh, just hard. Gosh. Nobody wants to yeah. do that. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, what, 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 is, what is hard is sometimes what is good for us. Well, hey there. We hope you're enjoying listening to The Pilot's Advisor today. Just wanted to take a quick moment from the show to remind you that if you have any questions ever about what Ryan talks about on the program, need any assistance with your financial planning, need some guidance to get to and through retirement, or whatever financial questions might be on your mind, don't ever hesitate to reach out. The simple way to get in touch with Ryan is to pick up the phone and call or text 843-475-3038. Again, that's 843-475-3038. You can also find Ryan online at FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. And as always, we put contact information to get in touch with Ryan in the description or the show notes section of the program. So just check it out on whatever app you're using, and it's easy to get in touch with Ryan. All right, now back to the show. Now, I cheated a little bit on this last one. This person is not a billionaire, but still a millionaire and a multimillionaire, so we'll we'll just kind of lump them in here at the bottom. Uh and also a lot of name recognition. Dave Ramsey, bring him up, but he had he had a good quote that I think is worth talking about. If you're looking for a shortcut to build wealth, you have the wrong spirit. And I think that goes kind of right along with what you're talking about. Like not not saying it's going to be arduous to prepare for retirement or get ready, but okay, we may want to look at a budget, not to go live on a budget, but to help with the plan, to get a really good evaluation of things. Like, it takes a little effort to save, invest, and thoughtfully plan for retirement, but it's worth it.
1: And, you know, it's so true. I mean, it's it's not just going to happen. I mean, it's going to take a little bit of effort, and it's kind of like, you think about the fitness industry, you know everybody's trying to find uh, an easy way to be in perfect shape and to have that great look and all that and it it actually takes hours at the gym you know or hours on the treadmill, and eating healthy I mean it's not easy, and planning for retirement's not easy either, and for you to uh, ignore it or avoid it, it's not going to make it any easier in the end. It's actually going to make it harder.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And, you know, you, you can still kind of look for those shortcuts and have a little bit of that fun when you have those safety nets or those lifeboats in place. So, the, you know, these things kind of go hand in hand. But you can tell if you're not doing some of these things, if you're not living fiscally responsible, you know, the, the back to the, you know, the cheap you-know-what comment at the beginning of the show, if you're looking for shortcuts, if you don't have that netting underneath you, you're playing flat, fast and loose with your retirement future. And that's what we've got to correct, right, Ryan?
1: for sure and it it's actually really sad because i i can give you multiple examples but you know it reminds me of those individuals that go work and they you know get make money doing their job but then they go take that job and rather than investing the money in the market for the long term they're going to buy lottery tickets or they're trying to buy bitcoin you know wait, trying to hit it big trying to hit that grand slam where sometimes you really just need to focus on hitting you know singles and doubles and that's how you're going to win the game over the long term
0: that's a great point. It's probably a good place to end it if you've got questions about something we talked about on today's show. Want to dive in a little bit more to talking about some of these uh, you know, pieces of advice or how you yourself can better prepare for retirement and your financial future. Call or text Ryan to get in touch and schedule a time to chat. 843-475-3038 is the number. That's 843-475-3038. Or you can go online to FlemingFG.com flemingfg.com or email ryan ryan at flemingfg.com ryan appreciate the help on the show today interesting conversation i I really enjoyed this one and uh, we'll look forward to chatting again soon
1: thanks a lot walter
0: take care everybody thanks for listening we'll talk to you next time right back here on the pilots advisor You've been listening to The Pilot's Advisor, featuring Ryan Fleming, a financial advisor at Fleming Financial Group, serving clients worldwide, but based out of Charleston, South Carolina. If you have any questions for Ryan on what we've talked about on today's show, maybe a future topic idea, or want to talk more about getting a complimentary review of your financial plan, here's the best ways to get in touch. You can go online to the website, FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. You can also email Ryan. It's simply ryan at FlemingFG.com. Or you can call or text to get in touch. 843-475-3038 is the number. That's 843-475-3038. Thanks for listening to The Pilot's Advisor. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting apps. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, in many more locations. So whatever app you like to use, search for the Pilots Advisor podcast today and subscribe so you never miss an episode.
1: Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.